night fake spike podcast episode 68 the return of brady <laughs> tom brady our old nemesis is back the gift that keeps on giving yeah guys yeah. 58 years old and i still have to live with him coming in to so occasionally beat the snot out of the jets unbelievable <laughs> Yeah, well, at least it's only once every four years, and and you got to assume he if he stays in the, with Tampa, we're not going to see him again, right? Is he really going to play another four years? I was thinking about it today, and I I think if it goes the way it's been going, I think we only have to face him two or three more times after tomorrow, uh, if it's every four years. <laughs> only uh, two or three more times. That's great. Well, hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully uh, we we don't have to see him <laughs> three more times, unless of course he comes to Miami or Buffalo, and we'll see him twice every year. But enough of Brady. Um, talk to me, man. What's going on? Anything good this week before we uh, jump into the usual stuff? Same old, same old. I mean, if you consider almost being done with COVID good, then I'm as good as they get. There you go. If my number was up, but all is good. Almost back to being my normal self. There you go. We're, we're happy to have you aboard, man. So a couple of weeks ago when you were sick, it wasn't even COVID. Now you got COVID and you're able to do the podcast. How about that, huh? Toughing it out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, man, I tell you, nothing about this game... To say the word dread would probably be an understatement. The only thing that gives me peace is I'm not even getting any hopes up. This game means nothing to us. I think it's going to be a massacre of massacres. I, As you can hear by my voice, I expect to be pretty much done with the game with about eight minutes left in the first quarter. <laughs> uh, I, I expect a nightmare. Anything besides that will be an absolute surprise and a gift. I, I can't disagree. I mean, I, I I would love to say that maybe the Jets surprise us and hang in there. But, you know, Tom Brady's like the most freaking competitive person ever. I mean, I'm pretty competitive. I've seen Michael Jordan. I mean, he's the only, Michael Jordan is the only other guy who was so competitive that you could feel it, you know. And Tom Brady is right up there with him. There's no way Tom Brady doesn't look at the Jets like, like his little pissant brother that he wants to kick in the face again. So you know he's coming in here. He would never allow a team as bad as the Jets are right now to embarrass him. With with uh, you know they're ten and four with with the uh, number one seed on the line. There's no way. So if, like you said, if it, if this is not a, an absolute massacre, then uh, then at least you know we 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 have a moral victory. And and I don't often want moral victories, but I'll take one here. Uh, absolutely, I'll take anything that's not an absolute embarrassment. But uh, the reason for my negativity is exactly what you just stated. Tampa Bay late in the season, a hungry and competitive Tom Brady, and they still have something to play for. They have uh, the number one seed is up for grab, uh, extra home playoff game is up for grabs. A, a team that needs this game, and they have the Jets on their schedule, unless they literally just say, guys, let's see what we can do if we just go on an all-night drinking binge. This is going to be one of those... Uh, all business approaches let's step on their throat early let's not give them any fancy ideas of let's hang around let's surprise them late the talent disparity is so enormous i just it's like you said it's going to be the typical tom brady versus the jets big brother reminding the little brother that nope not quite there yet little bro <clears throat> so yeah i just uh as much as I want to put a rosy touch on something, on any of it, I think it's going to be ugly. And I'm going to, my silver lining is going to be looking at some of the individual performances and see if our young guys can have a big play, something to get us excited about. But beyond yeah. that, not much. Like always, I mean that's pretty much what the, what the second half of the year has been about is seeing some progress. And you know, we, you know, we talked about it in the last one. We have seen some progress in Zach Wilson, and there's not much else that we can worry about progress with. Most of the guys that we want to see progress with are not playing anymore. Although there is Michael Carter as well. Um, you know, so that's my big name this week. 
That's your that's your boy. So he's yeah. so his uh, his eleven for fourteen is going to lead the Jets, huh? It's just one of those things where seeing him break those chunks of yards last week, crack the hundred yards. Let's uh, just like you and me said uh, about Elijah Moore. The second he showed a hint of promise, the second he showed a hint of the things slowing down, the offense clicking, him understanding it, get him the ball, get him the ball, let him keep developing. That's exactly how I feel this week about Michael Carter. He had his best game of the season. Let's keep giving him the ball. Let's keep giving him the reps. Let's keep building on our confidence and see if he can uh, have another game where he rips off a few runs that are nice little momentum gainers. We'll see. So I one of the things I heard today was that Tampa Bay – has never beaten the Jets on the road. Now, you know, any times they've beaten them, it's been in um, it's been in Tampa. But in the history, it's been seven games, and the Jets have never lost to Tampa Bay at home. One of those games, which I do remember, you you were you know like a, a probably not even a toddler yet, but the Jets um the Jets lost the last game of the season against Tampa Bay, and um and like I, I forget what happened, but the Jets got pissed off because Tampa Bay uh, there was a record on the line or something, and, and let somebody score, and the Jets got mad, whatever, and came back and played them the next year and and, and put sixty two up on them. They, I think I think it was sixty two to twenty eight or something like that. Jets beat Tampa wow. Bay. Yeah, it was it was. I, I forget. I, I have to look it up and see why they were angry at Tampa Bay for like showing them up and letting a guy score so that they can get the ball back. There was something. I forget what it was. Last game of the season in a snowstorm. Um, no, no, it couldn't have been. It was in Tampa. It couldn't have been. So whatever the case is, Tampa Bay is 0-7 against the Jets on the road lifetime. And uh, I have to I have to think that streak's gonna end tomorrow because there's uh you know, I mean what what, what well, if you if you had to lay a percentage, you know, one percent to hundred percent, what do you think the odds are the Jets in any universe or any any given Sunday kind of thing? What do you think that the, the odds are the Jets win tomorrow's game? If my son came to me and said, Dad, let me just throw a nickel on the Jets. Just a nickel. The odds are so good. <laughs> I would say nickel, save the son. nickel. Save the nickel. It's just, yeah. If you want to be generous, let's throw half a percent because anything can happen. Uh, who knows? Maybe Tom Brady gets concussed on the first play of the game, even though that's still not going to be the difference. But uh, if you put my feet to the fire, okay, half a percent. The, the, the miracles happen. Miracle on ice. All sorts of miracles in sports do happen. But... In the reality world, unless half of Tampa Bay's offense strokes out the uh, warming up on the field, this is going to be a really, really ugly Sunday. What about I, you? How, how are you feeling? What's uh, what? What, would, what percentage would you put on it as far as uh, from your end? I, like you, I would tell anybody who did it to save their money, but. There's always the but. The Jets last year beat the Rams when they had absolutely zero business even being in the game, and they and they beat them pretty handily. Had to hang on at the end, but the Jets, the Jets in December have flip-flopped from their from their previous history. You know, 20 years ago in the 90s, the Jets were losing every December game. They would get off to a good start or be right in the race and then lose every December game. The Jets have flip-flopped that to the point where they lose every game in the regular season up to that point, and then in December, they screw their whole freaking offseason up by winning meaningless games. So if I... If if I take that into account and say that, of course, there's any given Sunday, the Jets beat the Bengals earlier in the year. You didn't think that was possible. I mean, we, we predicted that they would get absolutely smoked in that game and they and they dominated they beat the Titans with Henry. We, right. We beat the Titans with Henry, um, you know, whatever the case is. So it is possible. So I would say certainly less than 10 percent, you know, single digits for sure. And I would absolutely bet Tampa Bay if I was gonna, if I was going to be betting on this game. No question about it. But I. I I hold it higher than a half percent 
for you, not because I think the Jets can play in the game, but because I've seen it happen before and you can't dismiss it entirely. But, you know, I don't think in Tom Brady coming in to beat the Jets, I mean, coming to play the Jets in, in late December, uh, this is actually going to be January. In January, when when the game matters for him, is going to have is going to let his team loose to them. I just don't see it happening. I I, I can't see it happening. So so that's yeah. the two factors that are weighing on my mind. Number one, Tom Brady coming to New York is nothing new to him. We're not talking about an amazing team, but a quarterback who hasn't faced New York cold, New York wins. This is literally a second home for Tom Brady. This doesn't phase him one bit. He's a competitive savage who will not let the team take their foot off the gas. And the biggest thing is that if the Jets were healthy, again, like we talked about this uh, for the past five, six podcasts, they were a bad team unhealthy. Now they're decimated by injuries and COVID protocols. The talent disparity on paper is just comical. Like I, I, I just look at that, and I know you can't always go by that, but in this instance, with the watching just struggles, especially defensively, and I look at Gronk, I look at the Antonio Brown, and I'm just like, who the hell is going to stop him this week? Who? How? How? So, is Gronk so, playing? Uh, I haven't heard otherwise. Did I miss? Uh, but then again, I have been living under a rock with COVID and being a dad of twins. So I know the dad of twins thing totally. Uh, I did not realize Gronk was still playing. I thought he was hurt earlier in the like you know several weeks ago. Uh, let's take a look. See, Ron, Rob, Ron, Rob Gronkowski um, keeps calling out him. Uh, I can't tell if he's actually playing or not. I see a couple of articles about him. Uh, I don't know. I, I thought he was out a couple of weeks ago. It's entirely possible. I mean, Antonio Brown, is Mike Evans back? I know he was out too. That's the other question, Mark, that I uh, I was going to throw out, but I'm not – him I'm actually not sure about. But, yeah, just that talent disparity alone is just – it's the gap is so big that Tampa Bay literally is like – you know, I don't I don't mean to make fun of the – you've got a bit of – the, the situation itself, but they literally have to stroke out. Half the team has to stroke out stretching on the field. The, the wind must have got them. Uh, yeah, so I just, uh, I don't see. Okay. Um, so here, here, here is Tampa Bay's injury report. I know we know that um, that Godwin's out for the season, so he's not even on the report, but Antonio Brown is questionable. Burchard Perriman, and I, I don't see, I don't know any of these other guys, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I, whatever the case is, you're right. The talent dis- disparity is huge, both on offense and defense. I mean, Tampa Bay, when they're healthy, has one of the best run defenses in the league. So that means that they're going to dare the Jets to run, and then they're going to load up on on the pass. And we'll see if uh, if young Zach can uh, can continue the momentum he has. I, I you know, it, it's it's questionable. I mean, if he is on the right track from the direction he's gone the last few weeks, then he could hang in there and, and maybe not do anything real bad and they still lose. But at least, you know, he, you know, you have to think that Zach Wilson's going to get a moral victory. If he plays well against his team, they're the Super Bowl champions at 10 oh, and four. Yeah. Um, or is Zach Wilson, you know, benefit from, from really bad competition last week and, you know, and the two weeks before that having one bad half and just not throwing an interception out of luck. I mean, who knows? I mean, who knows? We will find out though. I don't, I don't think this is going to be a case of, uh, you know, of the jets like sneaking up on Tampa Bay because they're not good. It's just, it's, there's no way that happens. Tampa Bay is 11 and four, uh, I guess two games left to go. And, um, you know, they, they, they are right there on the hunt. That's the biggest thing. The, the fact that Tampa has something to play for, I expect it to be. I expect him to be sharp, on point, aggressive. I expect Zach Wilson to look like a rookie quarterback making his first start. I expect him to look overmatched. I expect Tampa Bay to confuse him, to, pardon my friends, to abuse him, and to definitely force a couple of turnovers out of him. 
So I'm looking up the Jets history. The Jets are 10 and 2 lifetime against the Bucks, which I, I had no idea they dominated them like that. So 1984, 12, 16, 84. So almost exactly, you know, a couple of weeks short of being 30, I can't even do the math, 38 years ago. Yeah, something like that. <clears throat> the Jets, uh, the Jets lost to Tampa Bay 41-21. I have to look up why that because I know there was something with that game. And then November of the following year, 1985, Tampa Bay came into New York, and 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 that's when the Jets beat their asses 62-28. But I want to see Jets Bucks 1984 controversy. I'll do that because it was controversial. Um, okay, so ten and two lifetime. The Jets won the first two games. And then lost. And then the only other time Tampa Bay's beaten the Jets was the last time they played, which is in 2017. Tampa Bay won 15-10. Why do I not remember that game? Hmm. Whatever the case may be, the Jets beat Tampa Bay in 2013 when the, with the return of Darrell Rivas week one, I believe it was, if I remember correctly. Like, uh, You know, the Jets, why, why does the league like to fuck with the Jets and give them the week one against the, like, the person who left the previous year? They, they, they brought Rivas back week one. They brought Sam Darnold back week one. I mean, I don't, it's, it, why did they do that to the Jets? Because it's fun and it's the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay, so here, let them score. How the 1984 Buccaneers sent set football back 20 years, chasing an obscure record. Let me see here. Buccaneers saw the Jets running back coming right ahead of him, instinctively tackle him at the two-yard line, immediately hit his helmet in frustration, remembering his coaches had just told him not to do that. <laughs> I don't know why I tackled the guy. Uh, we got in the huddle. They said, just lay down. Coach John McKay said, you, you linemen, just hit your knees. Let them score. So what What the hell? What were they chasing? That's the question here. Let me take a look. See, this is... Uh, Come on now. Oh, it's the athletic. I'm not going to be able to read that because I don't have a subscription. Um, okay, let's see. Maybe this is the New York Times. Maybe they'll let me read it. Confusion and usual. Last night, the Buccaneers tried an onside kick with a. Tw- oh, the Buccaneers tried an onside kick after taking a 27 point lead. They wanted to get the ball back, apparently. Then they let the Jets score so that they could let James Wilder go for the league season record for total yardage i guess total yardage yeah so so basically the bucks the bucks were up 41 to 17 or something or something whatever whatever the score was and um and and <laughs> kicked an onside kick late in the fourth quarter and then let the jets score on purpose and the jets were pissed and it was this whole big thing i remember and uh you know and 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 I mean, if I was I was 14, if I was 15, if I was betting, I would have probably bet the Jets because there was all this talk about the Jets remembered it. They were angry, and Tampa Bay came back the next year, and the Jets just smoked the shit out of them. So that's a little fun trivia from uh, 40 years ago for you. I'm getting old. All right, you want to just get right into the predictions here? Uh, on my notes, yeah, I had the my concerns of the disparity in talent, and I anticipate to see Zach Wilson being in a complete twilight zone. But uh, outside of that, yeah, I'm ready to just jump right into the predictions for the week. Okay, let me just make sure I don't have any notes. Um, No, I don't. Okay, so you go first. Zach Wilson, what's Zach Wilson going to do? As I said, I expect it to be a... I expect it... <clears throat> I expect it to look like a overmatched rookie quarterback making his first career start. I expect it to be ugly, uh, and it's going to stay ugly throughout the whole game. I'm going to go as the final stats for Zach Wilson. 13 completions on 29 attempts. <laughs> 170 yards. I do believe he'll squeeze in a touchdown and two interceptions. Okay, so you you basically did what I did last week without the uh, with, with with a little more yards. Okay, who is your uh, offensive? And I'm doing bunny quotes. MVP. 
Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Michael Carter. I think he's going to be the only Jet that ends up putting something decent on tape. Uh, and uh, we're going to use the term decent loosely. But I think he's going to rush 16 times for 52 yards. Okay. And I think he's going to have three catches for 28 yards and a touchdown. I think he will be the recipient of a touchdown pass from Zach Wilson. Okay. So what is your what's your what's your worst case scenario? Let's go with the let's All go right. with the fun I'm part first. I don't, fun have to, yeah. I don't have to go hum and hum because I actually prepared and I thought about it and wrote it all down. Okay. My go worst ahead. case scenario is quite simple. Bucks 45, Jets 6. It's going to be Bucks firing on all cylinders, putting up points in bunches, big plays left and right, while the Jets are going to be as inept as they've been some games this season, and it's not going to let up and get pretty. It's going to be one of those from pillar to post, from A to Z, from the first whistle to the last, a complete shellacking, and 45-6 is the final score as my worst-case scenario. Okay, so uh, with that in mind, I, I'm, I'm not so sure your best is gonna your your reel is gonna be that much different. But hit me with it. Uh, my reel is actually <clears throat> not that much, not that much worse, but not that much better. Realistic scenario is Bucks still put up points in bunches, and I have them putting up 37. While the Jets do get one touchdown and two field goals, and end up with 13 points. So nothing close, nothing to write home about. But at least in my realistic, they do claw their win. Their, uh, their way into the end zone one time. 37-13 is my final score prediction as a realistic. Okay. And uh, not not taking into account stroking out in medical emergencies, what is your best case scenario? My best case scenario is 29-20 for the Bucks, And uh, all it is is the Jets managed to stay in it. Maybe an early interception. Maybe like last week, whether it's a pick six, maybe it's a um, special teams play something just keeps happening that the Jets are close in it that we can say, wow, at least we didn't get embarrassed. Whether Tampa Bay gets close and then misses a field goal. Those little things where Tampa Bay either makes mistakes or is just not as sharp as they need to be. I don't think they're ever going to be stressed like, holy shit, this is, we got to put these guys away. But it's going to be one of those things like annoying little rugrats. Like, oh, they're still running after me. Like, they're still here. All right. All right. Let me let me stay. Let me keep my foot on the gas just a little bit longer. Uh, so 29-20 and the 20 obviously indicates that the Jets are actually going to find the end zone two times. So, I'll give him that. It's going to be a close game in the sense of respectability, but uh, no actual hopes of winning. 29-20 is my best-case scenario for the Jets. I do want to throw in one more prediction just for the heck of it because it's okay. our old friend Tom Brady. Sure. I think he finishes the game with somewhere in the neighborhood of 380 yards and three touchdowns. 380, three touchdowns. Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to put it down. All right, we should we should both give Brady predictions. I mean, it isn't it isn't I every this every week, year yeah. that <laughs> it doesn't it's not every week that a, a guy who tortured you for twenty years comes back. You know, so okay, let's so go. So let's start off with you. Talk to me about Zach Wilson. What do you All have right. in mind? Zach Wilson, I, I, there's two ways this can go. Obviously, right? There's the middle, which would be you know he just continues some progress. But there's two ways this can go. Zach Wilson has turned it around and it's going to get a little better and we'll hang in there or Zach Wilson's going to completely fall apart and get his ass handed to him. I would love to try and predict that Zach Wilson is is has turned it around is for real but I just can't do that. Um I I said on the podcast last week I'm not going to say it was Jacksonville I will take the win but it was Jacksonville. I'm going to say it this week. This was a terrible terrible team. 
that made the Jets look look pretty good for an entire game, which no other team has been able to do. Uh, I think while I think Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson has gained confidence and has certainly turned a corner, not the corner. There's a, there's a, he's got a long way down the street to go before he turns that corner. But while I do think he has gained some confidence and may not be, you know, you know, three pick sixes and seeing ghosts and stuff. I don't think he has a good game here. I think, I think this is probably, you know, this is the best team the Jets have played all year. I mean, who else have the Jets played? I mean, Buffalo, you want to say, um, you know, I mean, I, I don't think the Jets have played any other team that you can look at and say this was the best team. I think Tampa Bay is better than the Titans. They're better than Cincinnati. I know the Jets beat both of those teams, but I just think that that, that as far as who they have at the helm on on the on the on the Bucks side between Brady and Arians and and as you said, they are freaking stacked with talent, which is why Brady went there in the first place. I just think the Jets are completely overmatched here, and I think Zach Wilson combination of facing such a good team that will be well prepared and really not having his guys, I think that's going to come back to hurt him this week. So I think Wilson is probably not going to throw that much. The Jets are going to try and run. I think they're going to do a lot of three and outs. I don't see a lot happening. Um, I think Wilson's probably only going to throw like 22, 23 times. I don't think he's going to have the opportunity. He might have a couple of turnovers. Maybe Berrios runs another one back and takes some possession away. But I don't think he's going to throw a lot. I'm going to I'm going to be optimistic and give him a, a, a 50% completion percentage. So I'm going to go 12 for 24. I I don't think he's going to throw for a lot of yards. I just don't see it happening unless someone breaks one. I think he's going to throw for 100 and you know 130 yards. Let's call it. I don't think he's going to throw a touchdown pass. I don't think Jets again on the board unless, you know, it's a field goal early in the game or whatever. I think the Jets have a legit shot of being shut out here. So I'm going to go zero. Down. I'm going to I'm going to have to I'm going to go with those three interceptions I did from last week. I think Wilson's due. And if they were not playing a team as good as this, you know, maybe he skates by with another one. I think those near misses will be will be uh, misses this week. So 12 for 24, 130, zero TDs, three interceptions. I don't know if the Jets are going to have an offensive MVP, but I am going to pick. Let me throw someone out of a hat here. I am going to say that. Oh, geez. Tevin Coleman. What is Coleman even playing? I don't even know. I don't even know. What, whatever. I'm going to say the Jets have no MVP. I think I think the Jets will, will look absolutely terrible on offense. They're going to be completely overmatched. They're going to get their asses hammered. I'm going to say there's no MVP. If you want to say who's going to have the most touches, then it's going to have to be Michael Carter because he's, he's the one they're going to try and keep involved. My absolute best case scenario is that I'm completely wrong about all of this. And Wilson has turned the corner and the Jets do show up as they tend to do in some of these games. And that whole the Jets you know, are going to surprise you and screw themselves in December is true. And the Jets hang in there um, early. You know, and then Tampa Bay ends up with a nice lead and then sits their guys because they, they're not going to get their guys hurt in the second to last week of the season. They know they have the game away and maybe the Jets score a garbage time TD. I say the best case scenario is the Jets can stay within two scores if they get a backdoor score at the end of the game. And let's say at that point, Tampa Bay takes guys out of the game and, you know, after the third quarter. So let's say the final, the, the final score in a, in, in an absolute best case scenario, something like 31 17. That's my, absolute best case scenario i don't think the jets get closer than that and i think if the if the bucks you know don't don't take their guys out it could be worse but that's what that's what i'm going to go with so bucks 31 17 in the best case my worst case scenario is that everything i said is is come this does come to fruition can't even speak um 
Brady's like, fuck these guys. 20 years is not enough. I want to beat them more. Uh, the Jets just have nobody on offense to 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 do anything. The Jets' defense gets exposed because they're not playing rookie Trevor Lawrence anymore. They're, in fact, they're playing the complete anti-Trevor exactly. Lawrence this week. Right. So and and the Bucks and the Bucks light it up. I mean, they freaking they just destroy the Jets. It's just I think the worst case scenario is the Jets get shut out and the Bucks the Bucks put up high 30s, early 40s, uh, low 40s, and and maybe more. So I I'm not going to do like true worst case where it's like 49 to nothing, but uh, you know what? You know, we, we've emailed about scoregami. Do you know what scoregami is? No. All right. Scoregami is um, a score that has never happened in the NFL ever. Like, um, Oh, yeah. I remember you had the email. There. No, right. Right. Okay. So I'm going to go with a shutout of a scoregami just for the hell of it. Right. So let's see the, the, the highest, let's see 46 to nothing is the, is the first shutout other than four? Nobody's ever going to score four in the NFL. So other than um, forty-four, so you got to go with forty-seven. What I'm going to go with forty-six because forty-seven's been done before. I think it's oh, going to be oh, forty-six yeah. is the one that's never been done. Got it. That's forty-six is the one that has never been done. The next one's fifty. I'm not going to go fifty. I'm going to go forty-six. Nothing is the worst case scenario. I'm having some fun here, baby. Bucks worst case scenario forty-six. Nothing. They they look at the scoregami chart and say, "Fuck these guys. We're going to scoregami on. We're going to get in the record books." Real scenario. I, okay. I just got to jump on the record here. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. I'm going to say that if you're within seven, if the Jets get shut out and you're within seven points of predicting <laughs> the Tampa Bay score within seven, that's our window. Stake and wine on me. <laughs> so, so just 30, bring it on record. So anything 39 to 53, I win, right? <laughs> But the Jets have to be shut out as well. They have to be shut out, of course. All right. Well, I still owe you a steak and wine, so we're going to have to go to two dinners. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Real case scenario, I think, is obviously somewhere in between. Um, the, the, I think the real case scenario is that Wilson has made some progress, but he's just going to be just just generally overmatched. He's not going to be. He's not going to have much of a chance, but he's not going to embarrass himself beyond just playing a much better team. And the Bucks, I think, uh, obviously, I, I don't think there's any scenario where the Bucks are not motivated, not only because Brady is going to get them all pumped up to beat this shit-ass team, but also because they need the game. Uh, you know, they, 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 they're they not coming out here to lose to the Jets or even or even let them stay in the game. So the real case scenario is the Bucks win this very convincingly, and Wilson can can go either way. He can either be right on that borderline or, you know, or a little better. I already gave the worst cases. He's below the borderlines. And, and the Jets the Jets put up, you know, maybe put up a score, maybe a couple of field goals. You know, I'll give the Jets like, like I'll, I'll be kind and give them and give them ten. You know, let's say ten. Uh, I wanted to go nine, but I don't think it'll be three field goals. I think in the, the realistic case, the Jets may get in the end zone once. It may be early in the game and give people a little bit of hope, so Jet fans can scream and thump their chest for four seconds until the Bucks throw a ninety-yard bomb and beat them. So I think the real case scenario is the Bucks are going to put up high thirties. Jets are going to be in the ten area. So let's call it thirty-eight to ten. Um, realistic case and that's uh those are my predictions for the week i'm very optimistic this week as you can see there's one side note that i want to mention before we wrap it up unless zach wilson self-destructs to a point of being pulled at halftime i'm talking about three or four ints 50 60 yards i mean complete self-destruct button and they're just gonna say listen we're down by 28 at this point we're not getting anything out of this let's let the kid a break <clears throat> let's give the kid a break and he'll come back and uh, try to finish the season strong next week with the final game unless that happens as long as he just has a bad game which is everything i expect a really bad game i am not stressing i don't want to hear none of those 
flip-flopping fans who are going to go from, oh, he turned the corner to, oh, he's the worst. This is the game that you have to call a spade a spade and recognize for what it is. We're playing the defending Super Bowl champions. We're playing a team that's expected to make another potential Super Bowl run or at least a deep playoff run. This is not an easy game by a team that's decimated a little bit a lot overmatched and maybe a little bit mentally checked out from the struggles of this season. So <clears throat> I expect it to be a rough day in the office for Zach Wilson. It doesn't mean he regressed. It means he's playing a really bad team after getting a little bit of a shine against playing against uh, after playing against one of arguably the worst teams in the league. So this, uh, I just wanted to put it out there. I expect him to have a bad game. It's not because I think he's uh, yo-yoing back and forth and regressing. It's just a terrible, terrible matchup for the organization from the top down all around. So I expect him to have a bad game because of all the circumstances around it. I, I have to com- agree completely. And I'm glad you made the distinction between him like reverting back to absolutely sucking and being just completely overmatched. Because that's what I was trying to explain earlier when I was saying it. Is I think Wilson's going to have a bad game, but I don't think he's going he's gonna to be, you know, absolutely putrid to the point where you're like i can't believe this guy i think he's just going to be playing a much better team that is that is you know going to take kind of take him to the woodshed with his not so good team and as you have pointed out a number of times the jets when at full health are not a very good team they are decimated they still are between injuries as you said covid i just don't see zach wilson being able to play a good game and, and, you know, the difference between playing a really bad game and sucking may, may be small, but I think we, we, we've been watching football long enough that we'll know that he was just overmatched and hopefully he can take the film and make it a learning experience and say, I will never allow that to happen to me again. But the Jets in general should not and probably are not be ready to be to be in a game against a team like Tampa Bay right now. Before I let you go, one little curveball to make you answer a question on the spot. You don't yeah. have to give me a name, a position. But how many yards will the Jets' leading receiver have this Sunday? It can be a back. It can be a tight end. You don't have to give me a name. But I want to know how many yards will the leading Jets receiver have this week? 32. <laughs> Look, I have the guy throwing for 120 yards. I mean, if he throws to five different it. guys, yeah. So 30, 32 yards. And that's that's going to be, you know, like that's going to be the top end. I, I won't go, go as high as maybe 50, but how much? 48? I'll go okay. with 48. Okay. All right. Yeah, let's do one of those fun exercises. Why not, right? Let's see. Like I have Since I looked up the Tampa Bay game, I have the Jets record against all opponents. I'm, I, let's, we'll do a couple. We'll do the division games. What the hell? You know, and then, and then we'll get to others. We don't want to go through 31 teams. That'll take an hour. So let's do the division games. What would you say? I will tell you how many games there are. That way you don't have to sit and do math and figure stuff out, okay? Jets, New England, okay? They have, they have played uh, 126, uh, seven, five, yeah, 126 games. What do you think the season series is between the New England Patriots and the New York Jets? I'll say the Jets out of, out of the games you get. I say the Jets have 58 wins. Oh, you were pretty close. 71, 54, and 1. In Tampa Bay's favor. I mean, in New England's favor. Now, New England's won like, you know, twenty-eight out of the last thirty. So, so the Jets actually at one point had had the advantage in this matchup, which is which I find pretty funny. I would I would have guessed way lower than that because of how badly they've dominated the last. I just remembered that before Tom Brady, New England had some really really tough years, and I figured the Jets, uh, even when they were bad, they stockpiled some nice wins against the Patriots to build that cushion up. Yeah. 
you, you, well, I mean, you, I, I don't, I don't remember that being the case. I think I, I do remember one game. It must have been ninety three, ninety four, or something. I went up to New England. It was my first, it was my first road game. I went up to New England, and uh, and the, at the time, the Patriots were one of those two and fourteen type of teams, and the Jets were like an eight and eight team. And uh, it was the old stadium, and it was like bench seating. There wasn't even seats. It was bench seating. It was like a high school game. Um, I, I took the girl I was dating up there at the time. I go to the weekend in Massachusetts, and the Jets lost twenty four to three against <laughs> against the Patriots. So, so wh- while I'm sure somewhere along the line the Jets kicked their asses enough, I do not think it was when the Patriots were bad. The Jets have a history of losing to teams like that. It's just freaking pathetic. Okay, Buffalo Bills. There have been one hundred and I'm sorry, one yeah, one hundred and twenty one games. If my math is correct, that's uh, yep, one hundred twenty two games. I'm sorry, one hundred twenty two games. Who leads the season series? I think this is the Jets' toughest opponent. Uh, I'm gonna say that the Jets have thirty six wins against the Bills. There's another one that Buffalo has dominated a lot, especially in the '90s with Jim Kelly. But they only have a ten game advantage, sixty six fifty six. Would have never predicted that one because uh, I remember yeah. the Bills of the four straight Super Bowl years, and I thought that's when they were kicking everybody's ass, especially the Jets. Yep. Okay. Uh, finally, Miami. There have been 123 games. 62 wins for the Jets. Actually, Miami leads the series 57-55 with one tie. How crazy is that? So the Jets in Miami are pretty much, in the last couple of years, the Jets haven't beaten anybody. The Jets actually led that season series at one time, too. Somewhere along the line, the Jets have, have, been, have, have had an advantage over their division opponents, all three of their division opponents. I would have never, ever guessed that. Hard to believe, but uh, just give it enough time, and the, the sports gods returned it to where it all should be. The Jets are losing to all of them. All of them, constantly, every week. Okay, um, happy New Year, man! Right? Happy I guess healthy the, to you and yours, my man. I guess Enjoy episode sixty nine will be in the new year. My favorite number. Enjoy <laughs> the game. I can't wait to talk to you either Sunday night or probably Monday. All right, we want to wish all our listeners out there a happy New Year as well. Happy, healthy, safe New Year. Enjoy the game, and we'll see you next week.